And welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Evan Beyond. Today I'm joined by Connor. Hey guys. And Mike. Hello. Today we are playing Valheim, so if you're listening to this episode audio only, you should definitely check out the YouTube video. Otherwise, this probably won't make sense. So, uh, it's a nice peaceful day here in Valheim. Uh, we just survived like a like a goblin incursion, so that's good. Yeah, not the most peaceful day, actually. <laughs> yeah, actually, like as soon as I logged in, like 20, 20 of those heathens tried to kill me. So I just yeah. So we're, we're actually at uh, pretty varying levels of progression right now. Uh, Amid has uh, played a little bit, and he's rocking leather armor right now, which is my old armor. I'm up to bronze, and I think Mike, you're up to iron, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think Mike is considerably ahead of us. Yeah, Mike's definitely going to be the one carrying here. But right now, the sun looks like it's starting to go down. Do we want to sleep? Yeah, probably a good idea. Fast forward. But yeah, uh, like... How did I just... Okay, I just found a fun bug. I just got my smelter up to 22 out of 20 coal by spamming nice. the E button. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's worth pointing out for anyone who doesn't know, this game is in early access, but uh, it has been blowing up as of late. Like, this is this is the new hotness right now. Yeah, it's definitely the flavor of the month right now. I'm not... I see a lot of people thinking it's going to be more than that, and I'm not totally convinced yet, but I'm having a lot of fun with it as a flavor of the month game. Right, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's great right now, but I don't see it becoming, like, a Minecraft. No. In which no, I don't even are... see it becoming, like, a rust, necessarily. Like, I don't know that it has staying power like that. Day 30? Wow, we're up to day 30, okay. Yeah, man, I've been playing. I've noticed this little pen you've set up, so have we, we tamed these boars? Or yeah, boars? you just kind of... Well, my understanding... I didn't do any of this. Uh, my friend uh, my friend Christian hopped on and just tamed a bunch of boar for me. And uh, he only tamed two, actually. They've been breeding. And uh, I just kind of throw food in here every once in a while, and they eat it. And, yeah, they're pretty hungry right now. They, they seem to always be hungry. I don't have are they enough basically, food. Are they basically just a food source for us? I mean, I haven't I haven't killed any of them yet. Uh, I haven't really needed to, because I hunt often enough. I don't really know yeah. what the point of having them is. But I sure have them. What if you, uh, be cool if you could, like, be some sort of beast master and have them fight for you? That would be neat. I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, the problem is boars aren't super useful once you get better at killing deer. Deer are definitely what I would rather be killing right now. Oh, no, oh, boars no. are actually our, useful for leather scraps. Our beehive got destroyed at some point. That's a shame. I don't know that I, oh, yeah, I can craft it. Cool. Yeah, one really cool thing about this game to me is, like, it's bringing back those feelings of, like, old-school Minecraft where, like, nothing is readily apparent and you just have to sort of figure things out on your own. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Yeah. Uh, I know that right now my goal... Well, actually, I don't even think I need any more copper. I think I have enough once I, uh... Hey, I kind of want to just, like, go in a direction and explore. What do you guys... How do you guys feel about that? If we go north, we should be able to find more copper, which is what I need. Okay. Also, uh, did you ever make that second pickaxe? 
No, they, you should be able to find the uh, deer horns either here or in the old base, and you should do that before we go okay. anywhere. I'm gonna. But yeah, so just to sort of there talk about some stuff while we play. Uh, I sent you guys some news in our chat earlier today. Uh, it finally happened. EA finally killed Anthem. Yeah, I, mean, I saw that. Not surprised. surprised absolutely no one. Did you just use up my bronze? Uh, I used it to upgrade your forge. Oh, okay. What does that get me? A level 2 forge so you can build better quality items. Uh, well, I don't have any bronze now. <laughs> hey, you can always make more bronze. That's true. See, Connor, that was like so far beneath him, he didn't even think it would like matter if he did that. That's how high he is. In I, need, I need 80 bronze nails, and now I can only afford 50. That sucks. What was the item called? Uh, it was a hardwood antler, or a hard antler, I think. It's probably at the old base. I probably didn't bring it with me. Okay. I'll I mean, I'm not too concerned. Here. I kind of just want to explore. Yeah, you can just cover me while I mine. I have arrows and stuff that I can put up some semblance of a fight with. Yeah. Uh, how am I on arrows? Bad. Very bad. Out, even. I do really <laughs> like the music in this game. It's very, uh, very relaxing. Hopefully that's coming through to the video. Yeah, I hope so, because it is a, a killer it is. soundtrack. It's just very quiet. That's, you know. I, I get, like, when people said that uh, Breath of the Wild, when it came out, was kind of like a, um... Kind of like a survival game. I kind of scoffed at that at the time, but after playing this, I I kind of see it. Like certain aspects of this. Yeah, game I mean, it's definitely got survival. It's yeah. definitely got survival elements. I mean, but like, I feel like this game leans a lot more into the survival. Though, like, I don't think you can die of hunger, which is, uh, I mean, that's not very survivally. But, but I mean, you can't you can't die of hunger in um. Uh, Breath of the Wild, either. Can you not? It's been so long that I forget. Nah. Hunger, uh, food just heals you. And, uh... Breath of the Wild. Alright, I've got my wooden club. I've got my fire arrows. I'm ready to explore. I had some flint so I could make some flint arrows, but I guess I'm stuck with wood for now. I just used all the flint. Yeah, this is baby easy biome for me now. I mean, yeah, Mike, it was never particularly Mike, difficult. Take us somewhere highly dangerous. Oh, you want highly dangerous? You have one right next to you. Uh, the mountain. We can't even step foot in it, though, because... Oh, uh, yeah, we get, we get too cold. Yeah. Yeah, I can... I think I have the recipe for something that fixes that. Wait, wait, wait so I have a question. So, th this, these maps are procedurally generated, right? So, but I'm assuming, like, everyone has the same sort of progression, it's just the areas look slightly different. So, like, Mike's Black Forest is different from ours, but, like, you still have to go to the Black Forest, like, second. Is that... Yeah. yeah. Is that Bio progression, it's just different locations and different map layouts. Does my cape okay. keep me warm in the, uh, the mountain? No. Okay. Yeah, the last time I ventured into the mountain, I, like, didn't even have pants, so... Whatever uh, somebody I needs have. to make themselves <laughs> visible on the map. I think it's you, Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't know how to play this game like a podcast because uh, it's kind of dull in the moment to moment. Like, it's, I mean, it's I, I enjoy, just sort of ambient. Yeah, I enjoy playing it. It's it's simultaneously dull but requires thought. Like, you know, I didn't expect Anthem to die as fast as it did, but I, I did. Uh, I I saw it coming. You know, like it sucks for they've Bioware. had way they have they have had so much time to do something to mitigate like the bleeding on that game, but like in the end, just no one really cared. Which kind of I mean, it sucks for the devs, but like I could have told you this a year ago, honestly. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm jealous. I can't think of anything they could have done to make that game interesting without making it just a clone, a worse clone of games we already have, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, like, I feel like there's so many games chasing Destiny, you know, like, but, like, more often than not, they end up like Anthem or, like, Marvel's Avengers even, where, like... Yeah, Destiny must be making an insane amount of money. I can say, like, Destiny is a fun game. But never have I played Destiny and thought, like, man, I wish there was more of this. Like, I mean, Destiny sort of kicked off this whole wave, right? Like, they were the first ones to do it right. And, uh, like, we've I had many... Was, I think. Well, they were the... I feel like after Destiny, like, people uh, saw the dollar signs Destiny produced and then wanted to do it right. Like, yeah. Warframe might have been the first, but Destiny... Like, similar to, like, how Demon Souls was the first, Dark Souls was the one that, like, set off the trend. Yeah, but I still think Warframe is the better game. <laughs> yeah, I can't comment yeah, on that because I haven't played Warframe, but it does look very cool. I think the first cool. looter shooter was actually Borderlands. Yeah, that's that true, style. but Borderlands it, wasn't yes. an MMO light. Right. So, yeah, like, Destiny obviously takes influences from Borderlands, but, like, Destiny also takes influences from MMOs to sort of combine the two things and create something semi-new. And, like... We've seen successful ones like the Division, and, but like for every Division, I feel like you have a Marvel's Avengers or an Anthem, and it's just like this is a very risky business model. Like I feel like a lot of teams aren't equipped to do what they need to do to make the Destiny model successful, but like they sure do keep trying. Yeah, yeah, I really it, it's I mean it's. Another thing that died all due to similar reasons, it's a lack of commitment in large part, you know? Like EA saw this and they saw yeah. dollar signs. I mean know? the team the team was committed. They had like a whole like plan, they had like a roadmap and everything, but it's just like if the players aren't there, uh, then it's I, like I think the team was committed, yeah, but I don't think EA was ready to do right. what they needed to do to make this e- happen. I don't think EA was ready to hemorrhage money for X amount of years until Anthem finally became like profitable, you know? Yeah. And that's the same reason uh we found out Stadia, you know, recently we found out Stadia's dying. They're oh. canceling all um yeah, who seen all of this coming. Who could have seen Stadia dying? Man, I, I mean, it's not, not like the, we talked about it. Certainly like not the ago. billionaire CEOs who made these decisions in the first place, but literally yeah, everyone else. If, uh, capitalism isn't a meritocracy, but uh, I swear to God, we were talking about how Stadia would fail like a year ago when it was we announced. Were, yeah, we were, and same we thing were all Anthem. like literally a year plus ago, we were saying Stadia is going to fail, Anthem's going to fail. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't. I don't know anybody who hasn't uh, had th- had their heart broken in some small part by a failed Google project. Like, yeah. Anytime it's... Google announces something, the first thing I think of is how how long is this one going to last? <laughs> yeah, Google projects are well known for not lasting as long as they should. 
Yeah, I mean, I, and I feel like that's just a quirk that a company like Google, like being as wealthy as they are, they're able to do. They're able to spin up these insane billion dollar projects and like if they don't work out they can just can them and overall it can just be chalked up to like r&d costs because like you know they're so rich it doesn't really matter yeah and i'm sure they learned something technology wise you know i'm sure the company gained something from doing stadia yeah and i and i do think you know cloud gaming is not going anywhere right like that still seems to be a major focus going forward microsoft seems very committed to that yeah it's just Uh, going into more competent hands uh, yes from a business perspective there are some solid cloud gaming services right now, but Stadia just wasn't one of them. Yeah, and it was yeah they didn't have the commitment to become one. I like I, and at the core of all of these problems, like you know, like at the, at the core of the Anthem problem, the core of the Stadia problem, I think they all share the same core, which is games. You know, like if Stadia had very compelling games exclusive to it, I feel like it would be doing much better. Yeah. Speaking of uh, needing exclusive games, uh, have you seen Jim Ryan's statement on uh, future Sony titles? Yeah, a lot of Sony titles coming to PC. That's very uh Starting with the one no one cared about, Days Gone. Days Gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. weird choice. Well, but... they started with actually Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, which was very which popular. Huge, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, he said future titles uh, will be showing up on PC, but I think, I, I think what they're going to do at least in the short term is like to continue the trend of like okay this this playstation game that is you know two to four years old after it's had its say on playstation we'll bring it to pc it'll be very interesting to see if there's a day and date pc playstation release because that would mark a true sort of shift in the way we know things yeah i i just think they've realized that there are a lot of people who play games on a pc who would never ever buy a console and like and then there's people like me who I was never going to buy. I I am probably, I, I don't think I ever have, actually. I've never bought a new PS4 game, and I bought my PS4 used. So I got to enjoy Sony titles, and they never got a dime out of me. Yeah. Like, so they are actually losing money on me because I just waited until everything was secondhand. Whereas had they released, like, all of those yeah, I mean, games it's... day and date on PC, they would have gotten money out of me. Yeah, and I think, you know, as the years have gone by, the emphasis has obviously shifted way more heavily in the favor of, like, software rather than hardware, right? So, like, it's becoming less and less important that these games, you know, are on a PlayStation console rather than these games are just available to buy on a platform. And, you know, like, me saying this now, you know, two or three years ago, I was singing a very different tune. I I was very adamant saying it on this very podcast yes yeah exactly yeah no like and it just goes to show you how quickly things can shift in this industry and like my opinion is you know i i can say now that i was wrong on that you know like it makes more because at the time things have just kind of changed you know yeah that's true i i'm all i'm saying is like right now and into the future it's very much looking like it's less important that uh you know your games are exclusive on a one particular hardware it's just you know selling the games because that's what gets you most revenue yeah it's the console market has dramatically shifted because previously you get a unique experience on consoles now there's not much of a difference between starting up your console and going through eighteen thousand updates and starting up your pc and going through eighteen thousand updates the gap is closed last gen was the start of that and i think this gen really cemented that 
whole consoles aren't the same anymore. Yeah, uh, and it, it's interesting because it has been a combination between like PC getting a little better about uh, giving you a console-like experience, and also console getting a lot worse at not being a mess of updates and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and you know just the nostalgia guy in me like. I don't want to see consoles go away. I think consoles still have, you know, a place. I I don't think they're going away. Um, But no, but you know, like ten years from now, you know, you you got to start thinking. You know, like if everyone, if maybe there's only like a PlayStation service that you subscribe to or an Xbox service. Xbox is already sort of doing that with Game Pass. You know, like maybe that's the next step, the logical extension of that. Who knows? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But yeah. But uh, just uh, speaking of Sony, uh, this this has got a lot of people thinking. You know, with Jim Ryan's statements, everyone sort of want wants you know Bloodborne. Bloodborne's the big. big That's one, the right? yeah. Bloodborne's the one that I mean, at least in the circles I'm privy to, like the hardcore gamers want Bloodborne and they want it now. Yeah. Yeah. I and there is going to be yeah. Yeah, and I mean a lot of people like. A lot, a lot of people consider Bloodborne to be FromSoft's best game, uh, and I don't want to even attempt to argue that. I think that's a very valid opinion. I'd probably but, uh, pay. I'd pay my sixty dollars probably to play Bloodborne on a PC instead of a PS4. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just vastly prefer playing a game on PC. I don't even have a good reason with Bloodborne. Yeah, it's just comfier to me. Uh, I'm getting murked right. <laughs> by these things you know it's funny i was able to kill these when we weren't in the dark woods but now they're like way stronger yeah if they have yeah, a, a sto- oh you were probably killing graylings gray dwarfs are much stronger oh uh, okay well i did and also kill there's one. like gray Might dwarfs that are red and they have like a star next to their name they're way harder yeah um and just uh one other sony related or actually a couple sony related things i wanted to touch on um one was uh they announced recently that uh, their intention of bringing VR t- to PS5. And uh, obviously it's not ready yet, right? It's probably going to be ready sometime in 2022. But I think it's really important that this early they came out and said that, yes, we are still staunch supporters of VR. Because, like, you know, like a lot of people are sort of getting worried, you know, like, would VR go was, away? I was worried PSVR was yeah. going to go away. Yeah, but, like, no, Sony is still very much committed to VR. And they even unveiled a few details of what this next-gen VR solution could look like. And they mentioned having like haptics in the VR controllers, much like the DualSense. So, uh, and they mentioned that a uh, well, not completely wireless. It's reduced from the monstrosity it is now to a single cable connection, which is an improvement. That's a massive, yeah. That's a huge deal. So I think you know I, I'm very excited for the next generation of VR. Uh, I hope to see that in 2022. Uh, and I'm I'm glad that you know big big players like Sony are still pushing VR, whereas you know they're it's been notably absent from the other two big players. Yeah, I'm gonna just toss you a pickaxe. I'm not sure you picked it up or not. I, I was running away from this grayling, so probably yeah, Mike not. just picked it up. He'll bring it to you. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm definitely the baby. You guys have to keep me alive. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. PSVR was probably one of the big things that PlayStation really dedicated themselves last gen, and it worked out for them. With yeah, no I mean, side of yeah, Microsoft like, VR whatsoever, I think PlayStation it's, you know, it's definitely funny offers that. Like, uh, 
the gen before, like the PlayStation 3 generation, like Sony, and even the PS2 generation, Sony was sort of looking at handhelds, right? Because you saw the meteoric success of, you know, like Game Boy, Nintendo DS, and stuff like that. And obviously, Sony thought, like, hey, maybe I can do that too. And we all know how that went. The, I mean, the PSP was very successful, but the Vita was not. And I don't think they have any intention of making a handheld again. But, like, they found another sort of avenue to branch into last generation with vr and i and i'm and i'm so glad they did because i think what they did because i think vr like obviously like psvr is i guess the lowest of the gamer grade vr you could get right like it's it's better than like mobile vr but it's not gonna be anywhere vibe or an oculus but like what it did was like you know, like there are a hundred million plus PlayStation fours out in the wild right now. It really made VR more accessible uh, to to someone who wanted to play to to you know a game owner who wanted to play like uh, not something simple in VR, like not like a demo, but like an actual game in VR. So yeah, glad about that. Yeah, I, and the handheld I, market's gone now, though. Unfortunately. What do you mean? Uh, well, uh, the Nintendo, handheld market's been. Nintendo has ruled the handheld market. You it's know? like they're the undisputed gone the way kings. of mobile phones. Like even I mean, Nintendo's back. Switch is. I mean, Switch is mobile. It, it Switch is handheld. You know. It's weird yeah. hybrid though. I don't count it exclusively as a handheld. It's a hybrid, yeah. But you know, like I bet you, if like the Nintendo Switch Lite is a handheld, and that sells pretty well, you know, like yeah, I. I, right now, in the current landscape, Nintendo is the only one who could put out a handheld and be successful. Like, there's, that's just how it is. I think. Yeah, I mean, they just have, they, they just have an amazing track record with it. You know, you can't, you can't yeah. beat that. Yeah, you really can't beat Nintendo. Certainly not at their own game. Many have tried. Yeah. yeah anybody who's tried has been promptly put in the dirt. Motion control. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. One last piece of Sony news I want to go over. Then we can talk about something else. There is going to be a state of play tomorrow. So these, uh, you know, they're kind of like Nintendo Direct lights. None of them are actually like hype, like Nintendo Directs tend to be. But uh, you know, it'd be nice to get like some sort of update on current situation with PS4 and PS5. Sony usually saves like their big guns for like trade shows, like E3 and like. Uh, and like certain conferences, like uh, the PlayStation Experience. So I don't expect anything too big here, but like small updates are are always nice. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, do we want to go to bed? Uh, yeah, we can. Um, I something interesting. You mentioned Nintendo Direct. Nintendo has since their Direct made not one, not two, but three game announcements that are, like, massive to me that would have really increased my hype at that Direct. Yeah. What are they, they announcing, they dropped, then? Tony Hawk Pro Skater is going to be coming to Switch. That's incredible. The the remake of 1 and 2. Um, they, they also announced... Uh, well, they didn't, but uh, next-gen ports of Tony Hawk were announced as well, which is really cool. Right, uh, which is why they waited, one, I think. And they're going to support 1080p 120 FPS, which is just huge. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, that game is awesome at high frame rates. It's, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Connor. Uh, they also announced Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which is a real throwback. 
uh, coming to Switch all of a sudden, and that's cool. I think it's also coming to PS4, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of weird, but... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm certainly happy about it. I love that game. Uh, I actually picked it up on PC not very long ago. Oh, I am caught on fire. Eh, you'll get that. Okay, better. Okay. Yeah, it's it's always weird with these shows because I feel like that's not an uncommon thing. I feel like every time there's like a big show or announcement or whatever, we always have like announcements that trickle in after and before. So I don't know if it's just like the timing of these deals just don't work out every time or whatever, but it is sort of weird that we don't have all the announcements in one event. I think that's what happened this time. I think um, they they just didn't have like I don't think I, they just weren't ready to confirm Tony Hawk yet. Yeah, because uh, they wanted to announce it along with the other next gen ports. So I get that. I don't. I still think it was a weird call. I'm carrying too much. Oh no! Can get to my chest. Yeah, better empty your uh, empty your pockets. You just have too much. This game, this game doesn't have a ton of like big flaws in my opinion. But one major one is that there is just you too can much. barely carry anything. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and there's no good way to sort stuff into chests. Really, like, there's no convenient way to handle all that. It's a significant problem. Emma, did you throw a stone axe at me at some point? I, I don't or did think you so. drop your stone axe, maybe? Did I? <laughs> I have one. I just threw it in the woods because I don't need it. I mean, I have a stone axe. You have a flint axe. No, I have a stone axe. Oh, Looking maybe, at it. maybe Mike threw it at me. I don't know. Uh, why would I have a stone axe? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you took it out of my chest and threw it at me for having it because it's a stupid thing to have this late no. in the game. <laughs> You're not too late. Know, you just defeated the first boss. Yeah, but I have full bronze armor. Why would I have a stone axe? <laughs> you insult know. him. Um, I need to get rid of these rocks. I was, <laughs> I was just carrying so many uh, rocks. If you have fifty, if you have fifty, you should come out here and make a pile of them with your hammer. That's. I had eleven, I, okay. but yeah, eleven. In, in you our, can just toss in the chest. In our chest, there's thirty-one now. Are you, are you too good for the bottom bunk here, Mike? I see you placed your own bed next to the bottom bunk I made for you. <laughs> no <comment>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm doing a little side project up in the mountain. That's fun. I'm managing my storage because I have a lot of useless junk. I'm still just getting copper. It's kind of what I do right now. Oh, wolf. The wolves. You can tame those. No, but I want their pelts. Okay. Are you trying to make uh, coats? Yes. So that we can go in the mountains and get killed? And you can laugh at us? I mean, this is where I need to progress next. So, I mean, I'm just progressing myself. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's actually something I... uh, An untold, uh, an untold perk of this game is that, like, even though I was just hopping on Mike's game, like... When I needed to mess with my inventory stuff, I could hop off and go to my world and then come back and just, like, do my progress. But and your exist character in the same carries world. over and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and that was neat. It was kind of... You can do that in Terraria, but Terraria, your, um, your progress is so linked to developing your world that I never really felt like that was a viable 
way to play. But in this game, I don't see a problem with it at all. In fact, yeah. I thought about cheesing the game in that way because it's kind of <laughs> annoying to transport metals and things. So I thought, you know, maybe I could just build a base on one world and actually play in another. And so, like, when I'm done exploring and I have my inventory full and stuff, I just hop on my uh, my actual base world. And uh, yeah. I didn't do it because it, it's too cheesy for me. I don't like cheesing survival games. Take that, Grayling. So Mike, are you in the uh, on the mountain right now? Yeah, I'm fighting wolves. So yes. we can't go to the mountain. Uh, right. Conveniently, I've set up a uh, little fire wa- fireways. Fireways. Just put uh, fires just down. Campfires. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that would be a way to do it. Oh yeah, that's cool. Wolves that's a good idea. Like, wolves hit like a truck. Believe it. They hit harder than. Oh god, there's a troll here. I'm gonna fight it. That's a, that's another thing I found interesting is that uh, troll armor is something I I feel like could have been a progression path for me, but I think I I went bronze instead. And I don't oh, know. So like branches. Yeah, like I don't know if there's kind of branches either way. Troll actually gives you advantages to sneak. Oh, that's interesting. That makes sense, though, because the easiest way to kill a troll is to sneak around and shoot it in the head with arrows. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I still remember, Connor, when we first encountered the troll, we were just kind of... We had never seen anything like that before in this game. Yeah, he just hit me pretty hard. I uh, I didn't like it. And he just killed you. No, I mean, just gotta have a harpoon. So uh, there's actually a little bit of a bug with the harpoon, and it's actually yeah, we'll, kind of we'll have to link that uh, that fun clip of me getting uh, annihilated. In that oh no, there's <laughs> another bug. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna need Emmett's help for this though. We're gonna launch. Oh, you need to the my moon. help. Yeah, you might want to put your stuff away. We're gonna launch you to the moon. Uh. uh okay. Let's go back to the base then. Or you could just launch me and kill me and I can come back and get it. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to go. Probably won't lose any stats. Oh no, I'm getting flanked by skeletons while hunting this troll. I need you to turn on PvP damage real fast. Okay. Is it on? Uh, How do I do that? Oh, there's a little there's cross I think Connor swords. Has to do that, right? No. Yeah, I think it's so. Uh, oh, is it server wide? Yeah. Oh, give me a second. I I can't. Oh, I can do it now. Yeah, you just have to hit the sword icons up there, up in there, your menu. Okay. And if they're crossed, then you can take PvP damage. Which, they're not crossed for you right now. I only know this because my harpoon's not sticking. To, uh, our happy viewers, who I know were wanting an update, I did successfully kill the troll and not die. It took well, a while. And I burnt through 20 arrows. Now disable uh, or enable PvP so Mike can 
torture me or whatever. Oh, you have to enable PvP. Hold on, we gotta get far enough away from each other. You have to hit tab and enable PvP. Oh, I do? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's enabled. Oh, lord. Alright, okay. Go to the other side of this door. You might want to get on my side. And then when I say to, open the door. About now should do. Oh man! Oh 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 no! <laughs> it's, it's just somewhere. I have one HP. <laughs> That's entertaining. Where's Connor at? I like how I didn't just go in one direction. I like boomeranged around. Yeah, it's because I still have the harpoon attached. If I were to release, you probably wouldn't have went. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Now we're 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 bonded. Yeah, we're uh we're attached quite literally. I do think it's kind of silly how this crow pops up like every three seconds. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Like if you walk like twenty feet, it pops up again. Yeah, you gotta talk to him, and then he'll disappear. You talk to him, but then he just keeps coming back. Uh, he probably is appearing for you because like there's a bunch of progression in this world. He almost never appears for me anymore because I've like oh really done stuff. I mean, this time he just told me, like, I'm carrying too much stuff, but, like, I'm not. Oh, that was probably from earlier. You probably just hadn't yeah. talked to him yet. Whoa. Hey. For the, yeah. Try to harpoon. Well, let me turn it off now. And, uh, our, I, I assume you've already seen it, Mike, but the, the cart pulling mechanic in this game is actually really funny because I think it's actually physics based. It like, is. You literally just stand in front of the cart, and it spawns a rope in front of it, and you walk into the rope, and it pulls the cart behind you, and, like, the cart gets stuck on stuff. Oh, uh, Mike, help me. <laughs> Where you at? Oh, hold on. Oh, I'm out of stamina. Oh, Lord. I got him. Oh, he's going for a trip. I'm taking him on a journey. I'm sniping him. Oh, yeah, Emmett, there's no good reason for me to not. Oh! Uh. <laughs> Some wood to make a nicer bow. I could do that later. Where are you taking him? We can't even hit him. He's so far I don't far know where away. I'm taking him. Oh, he escaped. We can kill him. He's low. Well, that's a tree. Teamwork, guys. Oh, he just took tree damage. Okay. Yeah, I saw a, a cheat where you can use a troll to actually... Uh, there we go. Knock down the trees uh, earlier, so you can get your fine wood and core wood and stuff. Wow, he has like lots of coins. Yeah. So what are so Mike? Do you know what coins are used for? Oh, the merchant. The merchant. Are swords better than axes, Mike? Uh. I mean, it depends on what skill you level up, right? Spears are really good. Swords are good. You can use axes as well. It's all the different types of damage they do. I've just been using uh, my my axe because I already have it on me anyway, so it saves me inventory space. But yeah, swords do a lot more. Oh. When I was looking at the numbers, it looked like the, the bronze sword and the bronze axe did like the same amount of damage, so I didn't know why I would get a sword. I don't know. I just like swords. I'm a master of uh, clubs and bows. 
Yeah, I have a bow on me that I pretty much only use for deer and trolls. You guys want to find uh, the second boss and try to kill it? Uh, I know where it is. I have it marked on the map. We need a boat to get to it. A or boat. at least a raft. We could, we could probably take a raft. It'll just take a while. I, I imagine we could kill it, but I don't really want to kill anything with Mike on, because I don't want to get progress using... Oh, okay. Makes sense. It's too, it's too cheaty for me. Yeah, using <laughs> god powers. Yeah. How far ahead of us are you, Mike? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I've defeated the third boss. Okay. Just last the third boss. Played. So I don't know how many bosses there are, but it doesn't sound like you're that far ahead. There's five bosses. There's five uh, bosses okay. currently. There's and everyone after the first one is a pretty considerable move up, I think. Yeah, there are definitely difficulty spikes after a certain point. Like, the second boss was a major difficulty spike, and the third boss is also a difficulty spike. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like the rolling, the dodging in this game. Yeah, it's it's soulsy enough that it's fun, but not so soulsy that I feel like I am playing a clone. I just don't like the default like key bindings for it. It's awkward for me as it a is, console player. It's a little awkward for me as a PC player. Okay. It's just awkward. Yeah, I tolerate it. Right click and perfect. space at the same time. It's like what? <laughs> okay. Uh, just killed two one-star deer. Don't mind me. Just a master hunter. I saw you try and hit that rock. That's, that was a valiant effort, Mike. Oh, I wanted to cross this. I might drown. Yeah, I'm drowning. We're good. <laughs> I have enough health. It's fine. Just tanking it. Tanking. God, yeah, actually, the inventory management in this game. Is, so Vikings can't swim, huh? Inventory no, management in this makes that. me think I should just like carry a cart with me all the time because it's so annoying to run out of inventory space. Yeah, like I'm already full again. Yeah, me too. I'm uh I'm not anywhere near carrying capacity, but I'm pretty full. I could probably toss you some of my stuff to consolidate because I have some like troll hide that I don't really need that you could carry because you have some too. I bet. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'll do that. I really wonder if we're ever going to go up to that tree. No. Right behind you, Emmett. I, this might over-encumber me. But, uh... Yeah, it did. <laughs> okay. Okay, you can toss it all back to me, then. Well, no, I can... I can... Just not yeah, carry rocks. Here. Yeah, not yeah carry we rocks. explored... Oh, I don't think I've explored that one. We should do it. That'll be fun podcast material. Yeah, I'm sitting at the entrance... Should I throw away my coins? <laughs> uh, I mean, probably not. We're about to get more than the crypt. I would throw away rocks, wood, stuff like that. We don't really need. Yeah, I'll throw away wood. Okay, I had like 36 wood. That's way better. I'm going to throw away my rocks and wood, too, because I do not need them at all. This might have already been explored. All the doors are so. open. I don't remember coming up here. All the doors I mean, are it's open. marked on my... It's not... I didn't mark it on my map. I mean, I've definitely not explored. been here because my map's still 
filling out. Yeah, I for sure have explored this. Yeah. Oh, you have? Okay. I don't know if I fully explored it. Yeah, I, I did. This is this is for sure explored. Uh, finding the uh, the items that you can only find in here is annoying. Oh, there is a marker in here, Amit, if you want to come visit it, that uh, marks the next boss on your map. Where is it? It's uh, where I'm standing in the burial chamber. Uh, I hear things happening. Okay. I've entered. There we go. Light. This is creepy. Right here. Burial tombs are where the games get fun. Yeah, they are pretty fun. Uh, especially so all of a sudden you're claustrophobic. Yeah, especially when you're underpowered. It was a lot more fun in leather armor than bronze, because once it was bronze, I just kind of walked through it <laughs> and pressed left click every once in a while. <laughs> You just like, were you not using a torch? Uh, I did on my initial exploration because I knew things could jump out at me. But right now I can see well enough. I don't really need it. Mm. I'm just gonna head back out because there's nothing of value left. I'm going the wrong way. I need to go where Mike is. Yeah, this is as far north as I've been. Anything past here is unexplored territory. Uh, you might want to put your torch away, Amid. Oh, right. Mike's already way up poison. there. So you guys been uh, playing any other games other than Valheim? I know you've been hitting Civ 6 pretty hard, Amid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I guess we can talk about that for a bit. Um, so... I played Valheim with you, Connor. I think like early next week. Early and last week. Yeah, last week. And then you know, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get back on the next day. And then my cousin messages me. And he was like, yeah, I've taken a week off work, and I really want to play some games. I was like, okay. Well, and then we started Civ, and we all know what happens when I play Civ. I yeah. became a slave to that game once again playing for yeah. ungodly amounts of time. Uh, yeah, so I played, yeah, I played a lot of Civ Six. Uh, you know, it's really cool with the the Frontier Pass, the expansion they're doing, like, they semi-regularly add some new features to the game, so it was, this was the first time I played in a while, and they added something called, like, like, industries and corporations, as well as heroes to the game, and heroes are, like, exactly what they sound like, mythical heroes, right? Uh, that, you know, like, you can... Uh, summon early in the game, and they have like very special effects. They're they're essentially military units with very special effects, and you can do some really cool things with them that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to do. And then for industries and corporations, uh, if you have like multiple of a luxury or bonus resource, or it might just be luxury, yeah, if you have multiple copies of a luxury resource, you can set up an industry of it in your empire. And uh, later, when you advance far enough, it can become a corporation, and it basically just uh, generates massive bonuses for you, uh, like whether that be like culture or faith or science or gold. So yeah, really cool. Like I know this probably sounds really like minute to people who aren't playing Civ, but to someone who's so invested in it like me, even little changes can drastically change the way I play. So 
changes are are um, always welcome in that game. Uh, and then I've also been playing Stellaris. So actually, just yesterday, me and my cousin installed Stellaris, and I mentioned before that I briefly checked it out, but I never went back to it after my initial like foray into it. And we played for a good like several hours yesterday, and it's super fun. Um, very overwhelming, I think, for like noobs. Like, like when I first like, you know, like playing it for the first time in a while, it just takes so much time to just wrap your head around everything. And like, especially when we play multiplayer, we're not like pausing the game often, so like notifications are popping up left and right like every few seconds, and it's just difficult to stay on top of everything. But like, once you finally get into the groove of it, it's it's very fun. But overall, I'd still say, like, we're in the super early game for Stellaris, so, like, I don't have any more, uh, you know, in-depth opinions as of yet, but it's it's pretty fun. I know, Mike, you've, you've, you've played Stellaris quite a bit, right? I've played it to endgame several times. Yeah. yeah. No, it's funny, like, I know, like, the endgame scenarios can be, like, apocalyptic, so I'm looking forward to... By apocalyptic, I mean, like, universe-destroying, so... Yeah. I, I'm excited for the new expansion for Stellaris, where you can become the Apocalypse. Yeah, That's Stellaris, be fun. Stellaris has so many expansions, like more than any other like game that I've played. I think like there's so many like on the store and stuff, and it's nighttime, and we should definitely be not outside. Yeah, so I'm gonna build us a fire. Yanked. Do you have any? I found uh, more tombs. Oh, cool. That's what you're paying. Through my way. Remember. Oh, Good lord. Yeah, Ammon, stay close to me. I can protect you and build... Or, yeah, Mike could probably do a better job. Uh, I finally started playing Super Mario 3D World, like, the normal one, not Belter's yeah. Fury. That game's so f- freaking good. I almost, almost said a swear on the podcast. It's so good. It's just, uh... It's just such pure joy running through that game, you know? No thoughts, just just Mario. Yeah, and the Nintendo scientists have really sort of nailed the formula for pure joy. Like, they're they're good at that. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that, for sure. Yeah, like, I, I've said before that I'm not the biggest level clear Mario. Even that said, and I'm on fire again, but even that said, like... When Nintendo does level clear Mario, it's like better than pretty much anyone else doing a level clear style game. Yeah, I don't know. I so I didn't like 3D World because it was level clear when it came out, and I was mad because I wanted 64 Galaxy Odyssey right. style stuff. But now that I have Odyssey, you know, like I got my fix for that. I'm not so bitter that I didn't get that this time. Well, you got Bowser's Fury as well, which is a Newish that's a good point, and that was extremely open. Although that still yeah. is definitely a hybrid, you know, it's not, it's not sixty. No. Yeah, you cut out for a little bit there, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I need some help. I'm getting swamped. Yeah, have you been? Uh, obviously, you've been playing Valheim too. Yeah, obviously, but I, you know, yeah, we're watching an episode of Valheim. I don't think I have much to say that will not be completely clear <laughs> watching it. I will say it's it's way more fun to play than watch. I really, I tried to watch yeah. some streamers play, and I got nothing out of it. I thought it was extremely yeah. I, I I know it's like a super popular stream game, and I don't get that yet. Like, 
Yeah, it's, it's not, not really sure that why. popular as a streaming game, honestly. Like, more people, like, even when I stream it, I don't pull anything. Not even, like, uh, one person. But I last, last week, didn't we check, and it was, like, third on on Twitch, which is pretty pretty big, right? Yeah, that's huge. But, like, I don't know. I found it extremely boring to watch, and I was watching some of my some streamers I quite like playing it. And I was just like, well, this sucks. <laughs> this, is, this is extremely boring. Yeah. I saved you, Mike. Don't worry. I'm sure you did. Yeah. No, I was just waiting. I was waiting in the entrance of the tomb. Oh, are you guys going in the tomb? Yeah. I'm uh Better I'm than staying out problem. at night, I think. Yeah, if you guys want to go in the tomb, I'm sure Mike can protect you. I'm going to mine this copper. I've already done a bunch of tombs. But, uh, Mike, if you're not hurting for the little, uh, the little cube things, uh, I, I would like to have those. Yeah, I'm not hurting for them. I have... More than enough of them. I have what are the little cube things. Yeah, they're uh, Solne- Solnir cubes or something or cores. I don't know, but you use them to craft. Um, you have to have them to craft your smelting and your kiln, and you okay. also need them to build portals. Like I have the recipe to build a portal right now, but I can't do it because I don't have any of the cubes. I only have two. Yeah, the cubes are very useful. Yeah, they're extremely useful, and I feel like there's an extremely finite amount of them in the world unless you unlock a way to craft them later. Oh, you can actually kill the enemies they come from later. Oh, okay, cool. So they're not exactly finite. They're farmable. Yeah, as long as they're... Yeah. As long as they become less annoying to get later. Because right now they're fairly frustrating to look for if they're the only thing you need. Yeah, got find tombs. Which so do tombs? Can of worms. So do tombs like have any? Do they just have like skeletons and stuff, or they're like more dangerous things lurking in in there? There are uh, more see- dangerous ter- tombs in the later biomes. And there are more dangerous types of skeletons too mm-hmm. that you run into as you go. Yeah, the, the, the skeleton in the tomb is very uh, Skyrim, you know? Yeah, except I don't... I hate it in Skyrim, and I don't hate it so much in this game. <laughs> and, uh, I find Draugr to be the worst enemy in any game ever. <laughs> I hate fighting Draugr. I think it's so boring. I mean, they're just zombies, right? Yeah, except, like, somehow less interesting. <laughs> There are Draugr in uh, God of War, but th- that game's also like Norse-based. I think yeah, Draugr I feel is like, like it a Norse won't bother thing. me at all in God of War because like I don't know, the combat will be better. Skyrim yeah, combat's terrible. Combat in that game is real good. <clears throat> Which uh, I don't know if uh, this matters to anyone listening, but Sony did put out like a 4K 60 frames per second patch for PS5 owners. Uh, for God of War, and God of War is part of the PlayStation Plus collection. So if you have a PlayStation 5, you get God of War. And now you can play it in, like, glorious fidelity. So if you haven't played God of War, definitely check that out. It's one of PS4's best games by far. Yeah, I saw a Girlfriend Reviews re-reviewed the game. Yeah, uh, now that she's that, I love reviewed. that channel, dude. She's so I loved funny. it when they first started. Now that she's more video game literate, I actually find it less interesting. <laughs> really? I think I still think they're, like, both, like, the... the 
couple's sense of humor is so good. Like I find them really funny. They they are yeah they are quite funny. But I definitely miss back when like I don't know it was more authentic to my dating experience when uh when she had no idea what was going on but liked watching anyway. Yeah. I mean she still she yeah. still mostly watches the games right like she yeah. But yeah, but they definitely, has more experience it's, it's not, they don't fulfill their promise anymore, in my opinion, of it being like, this is what it's like to live with a person who plays this, like. I mean, the, the God of War one, specifically, since we're talking about, I think they kind of fulfilled that one, right? Because, like, she was talking about he, how he was spending, like, days, like, prepping for the final Valkyrie fight, and how that's, like, that, and I mean, I can totally relate to that, right? Like, that's one of the hardest bosses in a video Full game disclosure, like, i actually haven't know. watched that video yet but oh okay never mind that that particular video i haven't yet it's just in general the channel has kind of lost me ah i gotta head uh, uh head back to kind of a tangential too. thing but if we're talking about gaming related youtube channels connor you turned me on to one oh, uh, that i've been obsessed oh God, with yeah. so <laughs> fit fit mc he's a guy who basically documents the history and quirks of this Minecraft server called 2B2T. Yeah, I'm going to throw a content warning in because I don't know our crowd too much, right. but in the earlier FitMC videos, he doesn't oh. blur out the chat. And where this is a where this is a quote-unquote anarchy server, there is a lot of racial slurs and un- right. unsightly so, things let, let, let me finish. Uh, I'm about to die, by the way, but um, you, you should let, probably, me, uh, let me... It's a bad... <laughs> okay, okay it's okay. Um... But, you know, as he describes it in every video, it is the oldest anarchy server in Minecraft. And anarchy truly means that, right? So, like, it's a server where anything goes, including cheats and hacks, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, obviously, as human nature dictates, like, it's full of vile, repulsive things. I mean, yeah, it, it but got its, it's start, also, like, it first got popularity on 4chan, I believe. Right. But so. it's also fascinating just because this server has such a rich history and yeah, just it's, it's such a yeah. an interesting story you know like and just following what happens on it like and he in his style of like narration and documentation is very interesting as well he does is, such yeah. such a good job of just making that so interesting so if you're into minecraft at all i highly recommend checking out fit mc it's fascinating stuff uh, did you get killed Ahmed? yeah i'm dead that's sad yeah, I, I really enjoy his channel. I've also fallen into if we're if we're plugging uh, YouTube channels right now, I've fallen in love with uh pretty much the entire Hermitcraft franchise. What is that? Uh, it's it's just a big server with a bunch of YouTubers who all play on one survival multiplayer server. So like instead okay. of doing their single player let's play, they just do it all together and they do crossovers and stuff all the time and help each other out. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I. I just got, I kind of went on a Minecraft bender lately, and uh, that was part of it. Yeah, and just just to bring it back to uh, 2B2T really quick, the, the Anarchy server, one fascinating thing about it is, like, the phenomenon of griefing, right? So, like, people in it troll all the time, right? So, like, these builders build these insane elaborate structures, right? And this is all in you know, survival mode, not creative mode, mind you, right? They build these insane structures, like, like cities and like they build these ins- like these incredible looking things and you know because it's an ar- anarchy server anything goes if a random person finds it and like wants to blow it to smithereens they can so like 
almost anything that builds gets built there gets destroyed so it's a very like cyclical thing right like it's almost like if you build something amazing you know it's on a timer right like it's going to get found by someone eventually and destroyed have you seen and that the, channel does a really good job of like documenting some of the amazing things that are built there yeah have you seen the video about how they've started trying to preserve things uh using water yeah the the, the water preservation yeah so i i think that's a neat idea but like i'm sure the griefers will find a way to destroy that too you know, like, it's so weird because they're on a very old version of Minecraft because that would not work in modern versions. Right. Uh, well, it would work to prevent TNT. I, I guess it, it would largely work because those big structures, you have to use things like TNT to destroy and withers. And I just think it's fascinating that like, like most of the players that aren't noobs on that server are using like dozens of hacks at any given time. You know, like just yeah, I. It's extremely fascinating, too, that, like, it's it's a huge server. Like, there are tons of people on the waitlist all the time and all. And yeah. yet, still, as he's telling the history, the same handful of names keep popping up, you know? Yeah, there's like, definitely, like, there's definitely, like, a group of players that have basically taken control of that server, right? And, like, and yeah, it's, they, they it's interesting because, like... Yeah same players keep popping up over and over again so it's like you, you get a sense of like the server actually has like a history right like there are these characters in this story that he's telling us which is which is weird I, to say about uh, a dodgy minecraft server you know yeah, it's extremely fascinating very interesting I, I watched several of his videos every day since you introduced me to that channel yeah, I, I have too it's it's something I really like his background noise yeah so, what YouTube videos have you been watching, Mike? Uh, same old, same old. You know, I really don't branch out anymore. That's Usually, sad. I'll just follow the YouTube recommendation rabbit hole and learn about weird crap on the internet. I, about, I have been, I have been yeah. going on a binge of like the disturbing side of the internet, though. That sounds yeah, unhealthy. That's, that's uh, that's definitely a rabbit hole. Oh, I've gone down several rabbit holes. You know, I, I've been watching be Billiam. Sometimes Billiam's I get in the mood for that sort of thing. Uh, any, any games you want to talk about, Mike? Okay, so I've been... Speaking of map games, I, I picked up Imperator Rome, finally. Yeah, I saw you playing that on Steam. Uh, it's actually a good game now. It used to... When, I, when it launched, I refused to touch it because everything I was seeing from it just looked awful. So what is it? Oh, uh, well, it's along the vein of every other game that Paradox releases where it's a map painter. But it's set during the Roman Roman Republic era. Okay. Paradox? So in, Those are the same guys who made Stellaris, right? Yeah. Okay. It's very similar to other, other games I play. It's just a different historical era. But now it actually has some depth to it. When it launched, it had like these weird mana mechanics. Where you to do anything, you just like click a button over and over again, which isn't that engaging. Yeah, that yeah. sounds terribly boring. It yeah, it was it just looked super boring, and I didn't want to play it. Then then they released their 2.0 update, and it's like, hey, it's a brand new game. It completely revamped the entire system. That's becoming more and more common, isn't it? Paradox is good about that as well. That's the although. They're really like, good about, as they release DLC, they'll do a free content update that adds a substantial amount to the base game. 
So is this like a 4X game? Because you said like it's a map painter. Is that what that means? No, map painters are more in the grand strategy vein. Okay. I'm still, yeah, I still would like to know. I don't think I've ever played a grand strategy game, but I've played plenty of 4X games. I definitely want to try out grand strategy. Uh, grand strategies right now are your big paradox games like Crusader Kings 2. Right. Or Crusader Kings 3 now. Yeah. You can actually play Crusader Kings 2 for free, though, and pay 5 bucks a month for all the DLC. Yeah, that's actually a really cool business really model. Really good business model, considering yeah. that there are hundreds of dollars of DLC, and they change the game radically. Being able to just pay 5 bucks and play it for a month... Yeah, and figure out game. whether or not it's even something you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think the fact that they kind of opened the door to that is extremely cool. It's Obviously, nice, they're going to do it with their nice older game, right? I don't think they'll do it with 3 because, you know, money. But No, they probably will. You think so? Yeah. But they'll probably do it as they when they release more DLC. Okay, yeah. Because right now, 3 doesn't even have any DLC as far as I know. But it's a night. Paradox has both the best and worst DLC business model. Uh, the best in that they actually like continue to update their games for years upon years. The worst in that they charge you for those updates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was but, just looking at you know, like I said, I was playing Stellaris, and just the list of like expansions to that game is insane. There's so many, but they're all good. That's the thing. It's yeah. There's not a stinker among them. That's that's impressive. Like I've never seen a game that has had that few stinkers in it. But Stellaris does. There might be some DLCs that are like kind of dubious in their quality, but they all add enough to the game that they're kind of worth buying. Yeah, I mean like I feel like if me and my cousin get like really, really into it. You know, I, like I said, we're still in the early game, but like if we get obsessed over it, I'm sure I'll pick up a decent amount of those DLCs. Yeah, but back to Imperator Rome, the way they've turned around that game from when I first saw it at launch is insane. Like, gone are all the systems of. Oh hey, you have this certain amount of ruler power, religious power, and you got to spend it to convert population from slaves to to free men. Versus, it just happens organically now in the background. Army management's there. You actually have to call up levies. It just feels better. I'm still steamrolling all of Italy, but I mean, I'm having fun doing it. Yeah, can't complain there. Like I, I rampaged through all of Italy as Rome, and I had a blast doing it. Because in the background, I'm trying to make sure all my character, all the all the major families in the Republic aren't about to kill me. So guys, I got my stuff back, but now it's really dark, and I don't know how to get out of here. It shouldn't be really dark. It's like midday. He's in the I'm, I'm in the crypt without a but torch. But the crypt is clear, so you should be fine. Oh, yeah. You can just leave. Yeah, you can just walk around I'm trying I to find the exit it's so dark well don't you oh. have a torch you got your stuff back nope my torch ran out that's how i died all oh, beans all oh, beans certling core what is that oh you need those oh yeah grab that that's worth more than anything else in your inventory for sure okay now i just need to get out of here but uh, I, get maybe i can just turn up the there? brightness on my computer yeah. 
Like Paradox is good. There's their games are good. Somewhat sometimes. <laughs> sometimes on the right days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I've like I've been eyeing paradox for a long time you know like now with stellaris and then eventually crusader kings 3 i definitely want to like really dive into their games because on paper at least it seems like something i'd be super into and i i'm really enjoying stellaris so far so if there's more of that that's that's only a good uh, thing the thing about stellaris is stellaris is their only only true true 4x that they have in that general vicinity of their games because otherwise, it's grand strategy, which focuses less on the elements of 4X other than exterminate and expand. Yeah, I mean, like I think out of just sheer curiosity, I want to play a grand strategy game because I don't think I've ever played one of those before. So I turned up the brightness like a lot, and now I can see perfectly. Yeah, map painters are cool. I've never played one. I don't know that they really appeal to me. I'm Even not a big strategy guy. I've never been one about, for carrying out a plan. Like, Crusader Kings isn't even a map painter, really. <laughs> it's more of a of a character, like, role-playing simulator. Like, it has but more like en- that they're like than end, end goals and stuff, right? Like, there's, like, you can, oh. like, win. There is no win condition, actually. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't think I've ever it's just like a, of like a win pure condition. simulation, maybe. Yeah, your win condition is maybe going for a world conquest, but most people don't do that. Usually, they'll set like a win condition, like maybe like an achievement, or they'll get bored. Oh, like okay. maybe, I like I think my win condition for Imperator Rome is either reach the end of the game, or reach the historical extent of the Roman Empire, which whichever happens first. Yeah, that's that's kind of unique. I didn't actually know that. I don't know how how I'd cope with games not giving me an end goal. Stellaris has an end date too. Yeah, I know Stellaris does. I know like eventually these universe-ending threats happened, and like your galactic civilization is at risk. It's you know it's funny like we like I said we're only in the early game, but my cousin he we were playing, and then like there's like a portal next to Earth, right? Like he chose that origin or whatever where there's like a gateway. And then, like, suddenly alien ships came out of the gateway and just, like, totaled his army. Like, he didn't stand a chance, and now he's, like, basically just donezo. So. Yeah, Stellar, although Stellaris is endgame crises, they're not, like, game enders. They're, they're to present a challenge for a player who's already, like, subjugated the galaxy. Yeah, so I guess this is an interesting question for you, Mike. So we're basically at the point, we have, like, several science ships, we have engineering ships, we've set up some star ports and stuff like that in different solar systems. And we have got science ships exploring different places. We've, you know, uncovered multiple anomalies and stuff like that. Would you say that's still like, you know, early game or does that sort of just keep going throughout? Uh, the game? Early game lasts until you've basically expanded your borders to another alien civilization. Okay. So I have met one. Like, like uh, once and- you can't expand freely anymore, there's actually like your your definitions of what early what's early game and what's late game. Mm-hmm. Like your first hundred year or your first like fifty years is early game. You'll you'll see in okay like you'll hit mid game once you have your first you'll hit your mid game crisis like the cons or whatever. Okay. Okay, so we might be in like late early game. 
because our borders, my borders at least, haven't like fully like I can still expand a little bit, but I I do see the the where the other civilization is, and they're pretty close to me. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. By the way, guys, I'm running back with all my stuff. Hopefully, I don't die. I feel like that's probably a good place for us to end when you get back, right? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> I'm just chopping wood. Not the most interesting thing in the world. What's this? Like a ruined tower. That's yeah, there are a bunch of ruins sitting around. I don't really see a... Uh, I don't get it yet. Like, they have a sometimes it. decent stuff in them. I'm actually interested to see how fast, like... Like, my progression through this game has been extremely slow as a new player. I'm actually very curious to see what progression to a second playthrough looks like. I mean, I imagine it'd be a lot faster, right? You know what to do now. Yeah, I mean, I would probably <clears throat> instant... Like, I would be fighting that first boss way faster if I, like, knew, <laughs> you know, knew, knew exactly how hard it was going to be and everything. I'd probably get the bow... And then, you know, go for the bow immediately, go for leather armor immediately, yeah. and then fight the boss, and then be able to go start getting uh, brass immediately, or bronze. I keep saying brass, I don't know why, but go get bronze very quickly. Oh no, I think, I oh think... no. Back you, hungry wolf. Um, you're close enough, I'll come back you up. Where are the wolves at? Yeah, there shouldn't be wolves me? in the black forest. It's something, I don't know if it's a wolf or not. That's probably oh, a it's probably a yeah, a boar or a deer. The deer talk a lot in this game, and it's kind of weird. Did you just like cough, talk like they oh, make okay. sound a lot. And deer in real life make a really freaky sound, but they don't make it very often. I don't think I've ever heard heard of like a deer emit noise. Yeah, it's like right. a it's like a screech kind of. Yeah, it's it's like a scream kind of. It doesn't sound good. No, the first time you hear it, it kind of scares you, but. Yeah, kind of like, like, like a sheep or whatever? Yeah, I had a baby deer sneak up on me in the woods when I was really little, and it started screaming in my ear. <laughs> and I thought it was my friends yelling at me, like, because I was out in the woods with some friends. And, uh, nope. And we, we hightailed it out of there because we did not want an angry mama deer after us. We were, uh, we were like nine or something. Yeah. And, uh, a mama deer probably would have stamped, stamped us to death. <laughs> So if you guys come back, uh, Connor, if you come back, I can give you the thing I found in the. Uh, either put it in the uh, chest next to the blacksmithing stuff. It's outside. Let's There's side. a couple of them there already. <clears throat> wow, I didn't even the... know this stuff was here. Wow. Okay. All right, you guys ready to wrap up? Yeah, I, uh... Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us at Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use and click the link in the description of this video slash podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. And yeah, definitely check this video out on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and if you want to do us it, a I'm favor, not really sure why. Yeah. If you want to do us a favor, uh, let us know in the comments or on Discord how you found the podcast. Because we have some listeners from around the world, and we're kind of curious how they found us. Yeah, we have a lot. I mean, a lot, relatively speaking. But we have quite a few silent listeners, and it'd be nice to hear from you guys every once in a while. So, yeah, don't, don't be shy. Feel free to talk to us. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Connor and Mike. 
Yep. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See you next time. Bye. Next week. <laughs>